We're in this series that's your word. We're in a theme for the year that's deeper in the word. And so we've been spending some time over the last few weeks, and we will next week, we'll be in Melbourne. We'll have Dr. Gordon Moore will be here on the Sunshine Coast, one of our, our long-term mentors. He looks like Jeremy. That's because he's Jeremy's father. And a C3 hero, he'll be here. He's a Bible teacher, a, a great preacher. He'll be here on the Sunny Coast preaching for here and online. We'll be in Melbourne. It's going to be a great Sunday next weekend. And so we're looking at the, the uh, theme of your word. And as I prepared last night, I generally tend to prepare my messages uh, over the week leading up to the Sunday. I take time on Thursdays to, to prepare the Word. Uh, then Saturday nights, I usually spend a couple of hours. And then Sunday morning, I might do a last couple of moments tweaks so it's fresh and ready to go. Uh, but last night while I was praying, all, all that happened to me while I was trying to prepare is sometimes it just doesn't work. And I, I don't know, and I do know why. And all, what's happening is I'm trying to go this way and it's not working. And, all, and God's presence, when I just stop and start to pray, just flooded me and a weight of heaven came on me. And the, the thought kept coming to me. This, this, is, this is showing my age a little bit, but some of you will remember this. Uh, back in the day when you'd be watching a TV program, every now and then there would be, a, like something would come across and they'd say, we interrupt this program. You know, who knows what I'm talking about? Okay, anyone under 40 know what I'm talking about? No, okay, there we go. All right. We interrupt this program. Toby, do you know? No, you don't know what I'm talking about. We interrupt this program with a special message. I felt that thought over and over coming to me last night, and the Lord said, because I was going to be preaching on a particular topic, and the Lord just kept going, no, no I'm, I'm interrupting the program because I've, I've got a specific message I want you to prepare, and, uh, which is a little awkward for a preacher, I'm going to download it to you tomorrow morning. So like... So this morning's message came together in about half an hour this morning. You'll understand it didn't just come together in half an hour. It's come together over my life. But, so I'm just pulling out thoughts that, that God's uh, highlighted to me. But it, if it's a little rough, you'll understand why. But I believe it's a word from God for us as a church and for you. And I'm believing that God's going to speak to us. And it starts in Luke chapter 9. No, sorry, Luke chapter 5. Told you it's going to be rough. Luke chapter 5, when he had, and it's Jesus who's preaching to crowds of people from Peter's boat, Simon at this stage. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon's a fisherman. He's a fisherman with his brother, Simon and Andrew. They've got good friends who are James and John. They're also fishermen, and they fish together on the, the Lake of Galilee. And Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night, and we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And then it goes on and Simon gets what we would call his call from God. Jesus said, you're not going to be a fisherman anymore. You're, going to, uh, you're not going to be fishing for fish. You're going to fish for men. My call came in that particular moment. This phrase stood out to me, and it has for years, and it's nevertheless at your word. 
nevertheless at your word, when God speaks to you. And the title of what I want to share this morning is called, uh, You Need a Word from God. You need a word from God. We need a word from God, but you need it. I'm speaking to people today who, who have been stuck in a rut for a number of years and nothing seems to be changing. You need a word from God. I'm speaking to some people today and you're facing an impossible circumstance uh, where, the, where everything is screaming at you, impossible, impossible, impossible. There's no way God can come through for you. And I'm telling you this morning, the word for you is you need a word from God. I'm talking to someone who feels just like you're treading water and you've been treading water for a long period of time. And the sense of divine impetus hasn't quite kicked in for you yet. You're like, why am I, why, why, you know, like in the, the words of the four lepers, why sit here till I die? Well, I'm just sitting here. I'm treading water. I, I don't seem to be making any forward progress. I want to tell you today, you need a word from God. Nevertheless, at your word. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the difference between a rhema word and a logos word. They're both two different Greek words. We understand that the New Testament was written in the language of the day of, of the Greek language, and it was it's been translated into English. But two Greek words, logos and rhema, both got translated in many situations to the same word, meaning word. So when we talk about your word, we're talking about the Bible, we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about the scriptures, your word. So the so the logos, when the when the verse says the word is logos. It's a general word. It means the whole truth of the Bible. It's talking about the principles of God. It's talking about the truth of God. It's talking about the potential promises of God, but not the actual promises to you. They're, they're potential promises. This is the Logos. So we build our lives on the Logos. We build our lives on the principles of the Word of God. When we're making decisions, when we're, when we're you know, working on our character, we're lining our li lives up with the Logos, the Word of God. It's, it's general. It's broad. But when we come to the Rhema word, the Rhema word is the specific word. It's the quickened word from God to you. It's for a specific circumstance that you're facing. It's to a specific person at a specific time. So, for example, we know that, that if God asked us, we could all walk on water. Because we know by the principle of the Word of God, the logos of the Word of God, that, the, that God is a miracle worker. Am I right? Are you with me? That it's, that it's possible in the spiritual realm with an impossible God for us to walk on water. Does that mean because it's a potential that we're all going to walk down to Malulabar Beach or we're going to walk down to Port Phillip Bay or wherever you live and go, here we go, I'm walking on water. No, it's because that's, we know it's in God's potential. We know it's in His nature. We know it's possible, but that's the logos. We would only do it, and this is where Peter did it. Peter saw Jesus walking on water and he said, Lord, if, 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 can I, basically, can I play? I want to have a shot. But he didn't do it just because he saw Jesus doing it. He asked Jesus to speak to him. And when Jesus said one word, 
It was a rhema word because it was a specific word to a specific person in a specific situation. And Jesus said, come, boom, away goes Peter walking on water. That's the, the rhema is the specific word to you and I. And so when we know that, I want to talk about five things that happen when we get a word from God. Five things that happen when we get a quickened word from God. He, he, the, the joy of reading the Bible every day, and I really encourage it, is that God will speak to you. He'll speak encouragement. Daniel preached this message a few weeks ago. And it's out of one of our memory verses, Matthew 4, verse 4. It is written, A man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeds from the mouth of God. God's speaking to us all the time. That's how we live. So when God speaks to you every day, it might be the encouragement that you need for that day. It might be a correction that we need because we're getting a little off track. It might be uh, something that strengthens us. It might be, and this is why I love to write down what God speaks to me, it might be a, a word or a promise, or so it might be a word that I don't really understand in isolation, but I write it down anyway. And over a period of time, I look back and I go, Lord, what have you been saying to me? And over the last month or so, God has been speaking a theme into my life because he's wanting to strengthen me in a particular theme in my life. That theme might be holiness. That theme might be trust. That theme might be healing. And God's been speaking to strengthen me. That's the rhema word comes for encouragement, for correction, for strengthening. But often that word comes for a promise. Where the word goes, where the, the potential of what God's principles say, and it becomes a promise to your heart. And when God speaks a promise, here's five things that happen. A word from God, first of all, it produces faith. I'm going to let you guys go. You've done a great job hanging out here with me. Can you thank the musicians today? When we get a word from God, it produces faith. Uh, I'm going to let, get us straight to our memory verse for the week. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Who's been, who's been memorizing scriptures this week? Give us a wave. Put your hand up. It was a long one this week. It's a little trickier. Hebrews 4, verse 12. And it was in a different version to what I memorized it a long time ago. So, but it was a good one about the Word of God sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, able to divide between flesh and, you know. Anyway, you've got it. Let's go. Today's memory verse, soul and spirit, the innermost thoughts of the heart. Today's memory verse is a lot easier. Romans 10 verse 17. Let's put it up right now. And it says this, Romans 10 verse 17, faith. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you want to get your phone out and get that, I, what I'm doing with these memory verses is I'm taking a screenshot, getting a, a screenshot, saving the image, and putting that up on my phone. So every day when I'm opening my phone, there's the Word of God. So here's, here's the, the one for the week. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the rhema of God, the Word of God. This is the, one of those ones that's the Greek word rhema. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That, that's the one. So when you met Christ, I'll leave it up just for a bit longer, but when you met Christ, you heard somebody preach about Jesus. And when that something, somehow when someone declared that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He's the Savior of the world, 
when you heard someone preach that, that message or share that thought or maybe read a Bible verse or whatever, somehow that word got spoken to you specifically and it quickened faith in your heart and that was the point of your salvation. You might be listening today, visiting us in Melbourne, visiting us here in the room, watching for the first time or second or third time online. And you're, you're starting to hear the message that God loves you, that He's got a plan for your life, that Jesus died for the forgiveness of your sins. And as you hear it, the Holy Spirit says, that's not just a general truth, that's for you today. That's a promise for you today. And it sparks faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, so often when I'm facing a situation that's impossible, when I'm, when I'm looking at something, some a scenario that's difficult, I'm just saying, Lord, I need you to give me a word, something that produces faith in me, something that, that will help me step out of the boat. I, I'd encourage you so often we're, we're looking to believe God for something new or for something different. And so often I just say, just hold until you get that word. Hold until God speaks something into your heart that's clear. Because when He does speak it, it'll produce faith. Now, it doesn't mean that automatically something's going to happen, but it will just produce faith. All right, that's the first thing. A word from God produces faith. The second thing that happens when we get a word from God. A word from God provides direction. It provides direction. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and it's a light to my path. Lamp to my feet, light to my path. Jesus, should I step out of the boat now? What's he going to say? Because I'm not going unless he says go. I'm not going to do it. But if he says go, I'm all in, but I'm not going to go. I'm not, I'm not going to make that decision until I get a word from God. I, I've taught over the years when you're in the process of making a big life decision. Four principles. I don't know how many of you remember the four principles. Let me just quickly uh, reiterate those today. Some of you will be in the, in the moment of making a big kind of life decision. Now, some of the life decisions you can make on your own because God gave you a brain. You choose your socks this morning. Come on, somebody. You choose the shirt you wore this morning. I went the flamingos. There's no, I didn't get a, a verse about flamingos today. I just chose because I thought it would work for me and it looks good. Uh, you know, there are certain, there are certain things that God... Uh, Will, will kind of help you just use your mind, your will, if you're, just, if you're following the general logos, principles of God. But there are moments when you're going to make a big decision, and when you make that big decision, some, there's some big things on the line. You're going you're to change careers. You're going to step out. You're going to marry that person. You're going to, you're going to move to another city. You're going to, uh, you're, you're going to invest in that particular investment. You're, and it's, you're just not quite sure about it. And so you're, you're looking for, and so the four things when you're looking to make a big decision, one is you never make it when you're emotionally vulnerable because that will distort your ability to hear God. So that's just the, the bigger the decision, the more emotionally stable we need to be, just saying. Okay, but the, the four things, pretty much number one, is you need God to speak to you. You need a word from God. This, this is what it says. Your word is a lamp to my feet. That's this step. 
and a light to my path, that's the, that's the pathway that I'm going to travel on. I, I need God to light it up. I remember when we sat with and talked with Dan and Ebony and said, we, we really we want to start a church in Melbourne. God has spoken to us. We've had a rhema word about it. And we think and feel and believe that you're the best ones to do that. But we want you to go away and pray about it so that God speaks to you about it. Because we're not just telling you you should do it. You've got to get something in your heart for that that comes directly from God because that's a big decision. So it's a word from God. It might be the, the second thing that I ask people to do is if you're married or if you're, if you're living with your parents is to be in agreement with them. There's, there's security in agreement. And sometimes it might take a little longer to make a big decision because one of you is a bit wobbly about it. But you're better to wait until you're both not wobbly about it to get into agreement because there's power in agreement. Because sometimes the wobbly is, is discernment from God. Sometimes, and I don't know, it seems to be you ladies who do this more than the fellas. But sometimes I'm like, let's go. I've heard God. We're making a decision. And Danielle's like, mm, not feeling that right now. I'm like, mm. but I've learned. Through trial and error, mostly error on my behalf. If I force the issue and we've made the step and then it doesn't work. The great thing about my wife is this. When I, make it, when I lead us and we make a decision and, I, and it works, it was our decision. And this is what she's good at. If I lead us and we make a decision and it goes wrong, it was also our decision. It's very empowering for me as a husband. So I've learned to kind of go... Oh, okay. Just calm it down, John. Just, just wait to get in agreement. Because when we get in agreement, we, we did this with an investment property that went horribly wrong for about six months. And I am so glad, looking back, that there was a moment that we looked each other in the eyes and said, let's do this. We're in agreement about it. It just saved us from a lot of tension. I'm saving someone. Some, this is some marriage counseling for someone today. Someone today needs to hear. Get in agreement. That's the second thing. The third thing is get, get a leader's perspective. Someone, the Bible says that your leaders pray for you. They watch over your soul. They, they have to give an account to God for you. And so it pays to go, sometimes I'm emotionally invested in this decision. I need someone who's not emotionally invested in this decision to pray and to hear God and, and to help me with a yes or a no. Just, just to guide me along the way. That's the place of safety. Uh, the submission is the place of safety in the house of God, in God's family. That's the way he's wired us up. And the fourth thing is an inner peace. When you're making a big decision, just, just wait for that peace from God. Let the peace of God be the umpire. That, that's just, but the, the first thing we're talking about, the word from God provides direction. We're in a building here on the Sunshine Coast right now that, that was a specific result of a word from God. We were literally believing God for the second half of our last building. Praying for it every Sunday, laying hands on the wall. God, give us that other half of the building. We were making offers to move the, the tenants out. We were like, Lord, you, you did this before. You're going to do it again. It's awesome. And we're, all our prayer and faith is into the other half of this other building. And one day, I, I just went away for a, three days of prayer and fasting. I came back, and, I, and many of you all have heard this. Some in Melbourne and online you haven't. But I came back, and there was a letter that came in the mail. And as I read the letter, it said, uh, hey, we're building a new building over in this new estate in Premier Circuit. And when we're building it, we thought of you. And I just, I got this letter and it just jumped off. The, it was like a word from God. It jumped off the page. And I'm like, nah, uh, 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 we're believing for the other half of the green building. 
This can't be God. This, this is, a, this is a, a cop out. This is an easy option. But anyway, I'm like, oh, okay. And I started to get excited. Well, the place that we're in right now really probably would only, if we, got, if we doubled the size of it, it would only last us a few years anyway at the rate that we're growing right now. And so I started to get a bit excited. I shared it with Danielle. She started to get excited. I'm like, Lord, I'm not going to do this unless you give me a word. Because a word from God, a rhema word from God, the, the power of it is it's outside of me and my emotional desire. It's outside because my emotional desire will often pull me one way that's not necessarily God's way. I don't see the full picture. I don't understand everything in it. But God's word, create, it lights up the path for me that he's got for me. And the Lord spoke to me and said, oh, actually, I spoke to you. Just have a look at your journal yesterday. I went back, I had a look at my journal. In the journal I'd written down, I don't know why I've got this scripture, but uh, it said this, the place where you are is too small. Get up and go to the Jordan. And it I talked about, and I'm like, okay, you already gave me a word. We're good to go. I, so agreement, we, we talked to our leaders. It was a jump of five times. We were going from a 400 square meter building to a 2,000 square meter building. We were going from... $3,000 a month rent to 20 something thousand dollars a month rent. It was a, it was a step of faith. But how did it come? A word of God. The word of God will give you directions. Anyone he hearing me today? You, if you're going to have a crazy step of faith, you need a word from God. If you're going to uproot and go, you need a word from God. Okay, a word of God oh. <laughs> is an anchor while we're being tested. The reason I'll tell people, the reason we said to Dan and Ebony, you need a word, because right now it's all excitement. Right now it's all beer and Skittles. Remember having the conversation with Jai, there's going to be some spiritual warfare when you move. So you need to know before you go that you've got a word from God so that when the storms come of any any kingdom progress in your life, any, any fulfillment of God's potential, when the storms come, You've got an anchor that just can keep you in the storm. Psalm 119, 114, you are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. There's been many a time that Danielle and I have, have looked at each other and, and we're like, well, at least we've got a promise from God. At least God spoke to us and we know we're doing what God asked us to do because everything else is trying to disrupt us and get us off track. Uh, Joseph said it like this, Psalm 105 verse 19, until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. When God gives you a promise, it's usually got a specific time stamp on it. All right? A kairos moment, so often. And so we're, while we're waiting for the promise to come to pass, the enemy will come along to try and get us into unbelief so we miss out. And God will actually test us. And that word becomes an anchor. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm bunkering down, hanging on to your promise to me, Lord. I'm bunkering down, hanging on to your, on to your word in that season. The fourth thing is this. So the word's an anchor. The word from God is a sword for spiritual warfare. I preached about this two weeks ago. I'm not going to go there again today. But there will be for, for every kingdom advancement in your life 
for every fulfillment of destiny and God's plans and His purpose, for everything you're fighting for, for your family and for your marriage and for your children, everything that you're after in God, there will be warfare involved. And the Word of God is the sword that you use to bind and fight the devil. And everybody said, Amen. Okay, stay with me. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema of God. It was, it was that word that God spoke to you. I'm, I'm feeling like maybe some people today need to go back and read through your journal of the words that God's given you over the last six months. And I'll do this every now and then, and I'll get a big highlighter out. And I'll go, that was a word for that day. That was a word to just adjust me. That was a word for, for that little moment. But hey, this was a promise for the season. This was God preparing me for something in the future. This was, a, this was a word that shouldn't just be in my journal for that day. This word should be on my fridge. This word should be on my wall. This word should be memorized so that when I pray, I'm speaking the word of God. In my prayer room at home, I've got scriptures that are, that are just up against the wall. And so if I'm praying for Danielle, these are the promises. They're my rhema words. When I'm praying for my children, there's my rhema words. When I'm praying for my business, there's my rhema words. When I'm praying for me and the call of God, there's the words God's spoken. When I'm praying for the church, here's the words God's spoken. So that I'm praying the word because it produces faith in my heart and I can fight every demonic thing because I've got a word from God. You need a word from God for every area of your life. Not just your direction and your future, but for every area. Last thing is this, a word from God creates new realities. New realities. Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Now, I'm going to let you guess, is that the Logos or Rhema? It's the Rhema. Because it was a specific word in a specific moment for a specific situation. God created the world, the world by speaking a now word. A, a, a Rhema is a now word. So here we go. I'll read it out again. Uh, Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word, the rhema of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. If you're going to create things in the Spirit, the way that you create things in the Spirit is by speaking the rhema, quickened word that God spoke to you. Now, it might have been a prophecy, but more often than not, it'll be a promise that came alive to you as you studied and read the Word of God. And as you, you get it and you start to speak it, realities begin. I, I can tell you so many different moments of, of breakthrough, whether it be healing, whether it be the, this church growing, whether it be facilities that God's got us into, whether it's personal financial breakthroughs, health things, that have come because basically God said it and then I got it in my mouth and I spoke it. And this is how we as a people of faith create a new reality by speaking the Word of God. I'm going to get the band to come on up right now. By speaking the Word of God. God created the world out of nothing with a rhema word. I want to tell someone who's got a business here today that your business could double if God gave you a word that it was going to double by just one thing. That rhema word in your mouth. If you spoke it, if you visualized it, if you spoke it, 
You can create. That's the Word of God. It's creative. It creates new realities. Now, this is what I want to finish on with us today. I want to just, I'm not quite sure why God's directed me to this, but I feel like there's a lot of people who either need to pull out your rhema word and start speaking it again, understanding it's not just warfare, but it's also to create something fresh. That word just goes out when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and creates new things. There's, if I was to think of the season that we're in as a church together right now, there'd be th- there are three words that I believe God's got for us. I want us to stand together. Why don't we stand wherever you are, at home, I want you to stand. Melbourne, we're standing. We're going to come to a close in a few moments. Just close your eyes. Three words that I believe are now rhema words for our church. The first one is the original scripture that God gave us, Isaiah 9. He will make it glorious. There is a weight from heaven coming on us as a church. It's, it's shifted. In the last month, I'm just so conscious that a new weight, he will make it glorious. That word's kabod. It means weight of God. Just reach your hands out to him right now. Let, let the weight of heaven come on you. Holy Spirit, second word is, behold, I do a new thing. The former things have come to pass. Don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. It'll spring forth. It'll spring forth. I'll make paths in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I just see a season for our church of new things being birthed and springing forth. New things in your life, in your family, springing forth. The third one is, I've declared the former things. It's Isaiah 48 verse 3. I've declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth from my mouth and I caused them to hear it. Suddenly I did them and they came to pass. I I believe we're in a season of extra weight of heaven, a season of new things springing forth, and a season of suddenlies, of things that are long-awaited promises and God just goes, now it's the Kairos moment. It's a season of suddenlies. Father, I pray for those here today who are listening, those under the sound of my voice who need a word from God, I pray that you would give them a word from God. Direction, faith, a creative word, a creative miracle word, speak clearly into their hearts. Lord, for those who are needing a a, a suddenly, I pray that you would prepare us for suddenlies. Let the weight of God come upon us. Let the weight of God come upon us in a new way, in a fresh way. Let the weight of God pour out upon us. I'm wondering if there's a word that God's spoken to you that He wants you to pull out and start to speak. 
just let him remind you. Because that word's creative. I'm wondering if there's a word that you need to warfare with. What is it? Just ask him. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. I see like a, a workman who's had the stop sign up, just spinning it around, it's go. Suddenly, new things. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 You can put your hands down. I'm going to hand online back to Teresa Melbourne. We love you. We're handing you back to Jai right now. Come on, give these guys a clap as they head off. God bless you. God bless you, church. We love you. Back to you, Jeremy.